0: Welcome to From Caving In to Crushing It, the podcast for those who find themselves immersed in adversity and choose to write their story instead of having others write it for them. I'm Drew Durani, and I'm your host. Andrea, it's so good to see you.
1: Hey, Drew, thanks for having me.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure. You're welcome. You're welcome. So you know, we, I don't have to tell you because we I know we talked a little bit before, but um, I pride I pride myself on with this podcast to really get to the essence of my guests, who they are, and how they got to where they are. And we all know that life is not linear. And I mean, you don't wake up when you're first born and say, "I know what I want to do." Uh, life has another idea for you. So um, I I'm very impressed for where you from where you are now, and I'm intrigued about how you got. To where you are, so you can go back in life as far as you want or as recent as you want, and and let let the audience know really some defining moments in your life that really helped shape you to who you are now.
1: You know, it's so funny because when you're going through it at the time, obviously you have no clue mm-hmm. of the direction your life is going to take you. But I was always the publicity chair ah. in middle school. I was the one putting the posters around town mm-hmm. in high school. I was the one who had a weekly column in the local newspaper, stuff happening at the high school. Mm -hmm. So I was always in public relations without truly realizing that I was in public relations. And because I was a journalist in high school, Mm -hmm. I thought I wanted to be a journalist. And I would tell everyone, I'm going to UCLA. Well, I'm a Jersey girl. I had no clue what UCLA meant. I didn't know really where it was. I mean, we didn't have the internet. I didn't know any of these things, but I'm not thinking I'm going to be a journalist and I'm going to go to UCLA. And then I said, no, no, I'm going to be a broadcast journalist and I'm going to be the next Dan Rather.
2: So of course, I'm
1: dating myself for other folks that are listening today. But I went to Glassboro State College in New Jersey, which is now called Rowan University. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I was studying broadcast journalism, radio, TV, film. But I was always the PR director of every organization. So I took one PR class, one introduction to public relations. I didn't need to take any others because I was living it. I was doing it. I was making sure that our events were covered in the local press. I was making sure people attended events or knew about events or knew about thought leaders. So I was doing all of that in college while I was majoring in broadcasting. And when I graduated in my little navy blue suit with the blouse that had the tie attached to it and my little blue pumps and my little brown briefcase that mom and dad bought me for graduation with my initials (laughs) etched on it, I walked into CBS. Right in New York City, I walked in. It's the late 1980s. And they said to me, "Okay, you're a woman. You have to take a typing test. Oh, my You got it. So. The men did not have to take a typing test. The women had to take a typing test. Hard to believe that this happened in our lifetime. And of course, I'm a very, very, very fast typist because I'm, I'm a fast talker and I'm a fast thinker. Right. So the thoughts would go straight from my brain to my fingertips to type. And I got a job in CBS that was a freeze in broadcasting. So I got a job at Woman's Day magazine. Okay. CBS owned magazines at the time. Okay. And I had to start as an administrative assistant, which lasted six weeks because then I got pro- promoted to advertising trafficking and advertising layout for Woman's Day magazine. Okay. So I was the person actually measuring to the 16th of an inch the film that would be sent for a four color ad in a magazine. And I was determining which page it would go on based mm-hmm. on the specs and the purchase. Until the freeze was lifted in the broadcast area and I got a job in media relations for the CBS radio division nationwide. And here I was now writing my press releases and arranging interviews and everything. But I had a boss who took all the credit and did not want to give me opportunities. Interesting. She did not want that. And so...
0: Now, it's interesting. When you said you had a boss who didn't want... Right away, automatically, drew assumed the boss was a man. No nope. boss wasn't, and now nope. this is even more intriguing, Andrea, exactly
1: okay. because the boss was a is a woman uh-huh. and um who had the job for many, many years, and every two years or so, she'd rearrange her office. <laughs> that was it. She had the same office, the same job every year. the same things happened once in a blue moon, something different, but when you're doing uh, the broadcast for the baseball all star game, it's the same every year. You might change the names of the announcers
2: mm, okay.
1: because you're publicizing the broadcast. You're not publicizing who's in the game.
0: Interesting. Okay.
1: That's Major League Baseball's doing that. Right. We want coverage on our broadcasters. Okay. That's what we're doing. And as I grew and I made a lot of wonderful relationships there, And I learned a lot because I was the person on site when we would have Neil Sedaka in studio for a national broadcast. I was there with the photographer and I was there when Debbie Harry was in studio and, and all of these celebrities Mm -hmm. at the time, Mm -hmm. you know, music folks in studio. And I'd be there with the photographer, making sure we got the right press photos. And so I met such wonderful people and learned a lot from the people who weren't wonderful
0: well, and sometimes I think that's, that's the most valuable lesson is you learn what not to do by some of those not wonderful people. So that's a very good point.
1: And, and you remember those those mm-hmm. uh, I could tell you stories about some of these celebrities, <laughs> but I'd rather focus on how wonderful someone like Neil Sedaka or right. Debbie Harry. Now, Debbie Harry is a Jersey girl.
0: Okay. From Hawthorne, New Jersey. I did not know uh, she was from Hawthorne. Okay.
1: Hawthorne, New Jersey. And I, I'm a Fairlawn girl in New Jersey. Yeah. So next yeah. town over. So we yeah. had a lot of wonderful things to talk about. And, and Mickey Dolenz, I was a huge, huge fan. Oh my fan gosh, of the, the monkeys. The monkeys. Yeah. When when I was a kid, everyone loved the Beatles. And yeah. I loved the monkeys. The
0: monkeys. I guess yeah.
1: I was a little crazy there. But,
0: That's but, all right. So I like the monkeys too. Yeah.
1: But he was just so nice. And, and so many others who really were wonderful. And, and the ones who weren't. I stopped listening to their music. Mm. And to this day, if I have the radio on and a song comes on by one of those artists, my husband knows we changed the (laughs) channel. channel. If he couldn't be nice to the people, the producer and the PR person, Mm -hmm. then you know what? No, no, I don't need to support support that. But I loved the PR end of things. Mm -hmm. And when I saw that my boss was not going anywhere, I said, I have to. Yes, And I went to the PR agency side of things, and I worked on the agency side for my career,
2: right.
1: uh, PR agencies uh, in New Jersey, and then a PR firm in uh, Los Angeles area, until I started Andrea Pass Public Relations five years ago. And so each one of these steps took me to that point. And I know you and I had a conversation a number of weeks ago when I was telling you about a bully boss I had.
0: Yes, now, that was yes. a man. I, and, I do want to hear uh, that story again, if you want to tell that one. That
1: one. It, you got through you know, that pretty well. Yeah. And, and and quite honestly, for your listeners, if yeah. you are experiencing a bully boss, mm. it's not you, it's them. Mm-hmm. Get the experience, hold your head up high and then leave and be successful. Yep. And that's what I did. He was someone that I knew from a prior PR firm. And he then started his own agency, and so I reached out and he hired me on the spot. And I started a few days later and I stayed for eight and a half years.
0: Wow. wow. Okay.
1: I loved my clients. Yeah. Absolutely loved my clients. I loved many of my coworkers. Mm-hmm. I can't say all, but many. Right. Um, and he was a bully. He wanted you working from seven in the morning till 9, 10 at night. Wow. He wanted wow. you working every holiday, every vacation, every weekend, every event. Uh, this was his, his world. He traveled <laughs> constantly,
2: yeah.
1: uh, and he would dictate from wherever he was. And every Sunday morning came those nasty emails. You didn't do this. Why didn't you do that? You should. Yet, as the vice president of media relations, I was successful. Not only was I bringing in the business, <laughs> yeah. I was securing top level press coverage.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: My clients were happy. Not a single client complained.
0: That's awesome. And that's what you strive. Not yeah. a
1: single compli- complaint, but he, it was never good enough for him. Right. And, but the clients were thrilled. Uh, I remember there was one point I was in uh, Disney World. hmm and I get a phone call, you know, from the boss, you didn't do this, 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 this.
0: And you were in Disney World for pleasure or business? Yeah,
1: pleasure. And I pleasure. Was on vacation. Oh my
0: goodness.
2: Okay. Vacation. My vacation that
1: was approved. <laughs> and <laughs> okay. I had an approved vacation. And you didn't do this and you didn't do that and you didn't do this. And the client, blah, blah, blah. And I'm saying, that makes no sense. So I call the client. Okay. President of a company. Yeah. Billion dollar company, whatever. He says, Andrea, aren't you on vacation? Yeah. I said, yes, I hear you're upset about XYZ. I said, I wanted to make sure it was handled. He says, I don't know where you would get that from. I said, you know, the owner of the company called me. He says, I haven't touched base with him in ages. You're the person I talk to. Wow. Go on your vacation. I don't know what he's talking about. Interesting. And he would make things up.
2: Oh,
0: boy. Okay. Well, good for you to, to to realize that it wasn't you, it was him, and you were still able to thrive in, in an environment like that. That's extremely challenging.
1: I used to joke, and me and the other VP, there were two VPs, and we used to joke that we would be really skinny if you lost weight crying, <laughs> because we were constantly crying. How unprofessional, but what he put us through emotionally- Yeah. Um, and she had she had to deal with it other ways because mm-hmm. she it was terrible right. um, what both of us were going through with this person. But but here's where the change happened. Oh, OK. OK. I went to hear Mitch Albom speak. Oh, yes. Mitch Albom wrote Tuesdays with Maury, The I Seven People book. You Meet in Heaven, in heaven yes. Detroit Free Press Sports Reporter, ESPN. And my husband and I were going to this lecture. We thought it would be really interesting at a local university. And then the next day we were going to travel to Maryland to our friend's daughter's wedding.
2: Okay.
1: Okay. Before we go that Friday, the boss dictates all these things he needed done before Saturday night. Mm. Made up work. Mm -hmm. Totally Mm -hmm. made up work. The interviews were booked. The media training had happened with the client. But he decided each client needed a 50-page manifesto before each interview. Oh. of analyzing previous interviews that this reporter had done. No client was reading that. <laughs> no. It was busy work. And I'm thinking, I can't go to the lecture. I can't go to the wedding. And I'm an absolute wreck. And my assistant was so sweet. She said, Andrea, I'll work on the document. You go to the lecture. Call me afterwards tonight. And I'm a wreck. I didn't even want to get out of the car. So here we are hearing Mitch Albom. And I'm kind of summarizes, summarizing, but what he said was, at the end of your life, no one's going to remember that you won an award, or you saved a company X number of dollars, or that you made X number of dollars. At the end of your life, people are going to say, that was a good person. I'm going to miss that person. That person touched my life. And as I'm hearing this, I'm having this, ah, moment. And I said, you know what? I've already touched so many lives. My clients are thrilled with my work. My clients care about me, Mm -hmm. Mm co-workers, people I've met, the relationships I've built. And that was the moment that I said, I've got to make a change. I can't do this anymore. So as a public relations uh, professional, I was going to a conference and he was coming to the conference as well, but the competing public relations firm was going to be at this conference.
0: Interesting. I could just feel something cool coming. Oh,
1: Oh, true. This is, this is great. <laughs> when my boss said to me, Oh, I have to go take a call in my room. I mm-hmm. said, all right, I'll catch up with you, in you know, about an hour or so. So I knew I had a window.
2: Yep.
0: We had the window. Yeah.
1: I went over to the booth of the competing PR firm knowing who very well, that the woman standing there was the owner of the firm. I said, are you so-and-so? She says, yes. I said, hi, I'm Andrea Pass. She says, I know who you are. Wow. And I said, can you step away from your booth to talk to me for a minute? She steps away from her booth. I said, I'm looking to make a career change. She said, when can you start? (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't even 10 (laughs) seconds when she offered me the job. I love it. And so... Remember that your reputation matters. Yes. And I had a great reputation. Yes, you did. And mm-hmm. therefore people knew who I was in this particular industry. Wow. And and I said this was April. I said, uh, I'd like a little time off." I had you know, I went right to work right after mm-hmm. college. Yeah. Then I had my children, but I worked while I was on maternity leave. Wow. That you know, I never had other than a vacation but a vacation i work during every right, vacation right yeah, and, yeah
0: you got calls yeah
1: and she said how about after labor day
0: oh that's nice that gives you another like a month or so yeah
1: it was april
0: yeah
1: you know labor day to september oh to september i
0: was thinking memorial day. Labor, so day
1: labor day and i'm thinking oh i God. have to give notice i have to go through all of that Hell you yeah, know yeah. and that night at the conference there was a big party the uh the former boss to be never went to parties.
0: Okay.
1: Now, parties are where you get to know people.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Socialization in business is very important.
2: It is, absolutely is.
1: And to get to know someone that you're not talking business, maybe you're talking about travel or your family yeah, that, or that a that concert or a movie or a Broadway show or a sporting event.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That strengthens relationships. Yes, absolutely. And so when I got to this party, I guess the new boss <laughs> said already told her co-workers and every single one of them was coming over to gab with me but I'm like we have to be careful I don't want everyone seeing me with you yeah I didn't need a getting back to him right. but they were so wonderful and I was part of the family yeah. immediately right. and good. so when I did give my notice and he said that I can't leave and I have to give a month or two and I excuse me huh mm. so he bullied me into three weeks instead of two okay No, 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 no! Don't do this in the future. I would never have done that. I can't believe he bullied me that I couldn't even leave, Hmm. and he abused me verbally and written over the next three weeks, and it was horrible. How come you
0: stayed for the three weeks? She left after because of my clients. (laughs) Oh, my clients. Yeah, because they and my
1: coworkers, and I stayed and. Um, he didn't want the clients to know, of course the clients knew. Yeah. The clients didn't tell him that they knew, but the clients knew, uh, he made it seem like he was getting rid of me.
2: Mm. Okay.
1: Um, whatever, uh, the day, my last day, you need to write this and you need, and so I wrote whatever I had to write. And then he asked me to leave and, uh, you know, I didn't need a cake. I did, you know, other people who left got gifts, this or that, nothing, eight and a half years. Yeah. And I brought yeah. in all the business mm-hmm. and I left and went and had coffee with a friend. And I felt,
0: yeah, like so much <laughs> 10 years off your, you know, additional years of life and oof, beautiful, you know,
1: and, and it's so interesting because the uh, the boss I had next, a wonderful woman. I worked mm-hmm. remotely. Yeah. They were in LA. I was in New Jersey, wow. set up my home wow. office. Um, and and that, that was a good experience. It wasn't great. Mm-hmm. It was good. Uh, she supported me mm-hmm. really through everything, working remotely, a, a different lifestyle in LA. Yeah, yeah, you, know, you know, when I went to visit the team would come in. The hours were eight to four. They'd come in at eight 40. Then they'd leave at nine, 10 to go get a Starbucks. Then they'd come back and gab and there's work mm-hmm. to get done. And then yeah. they'd go for lunch and then they'd watch the Ellen DeGeneres show. And it was
0: like, so different. Yeah,
1: it was a very, and, and it just didn't jive with my business right. approach. So when that door closed, I opened the Ontario past public relations. And that's and, recently you
0: said the last five
1: years, five right? years, five ah, okay. years. Um, What's exciting is I had my first client within days oh. because of relationships. Absolutely. And my two-word mantra, relationships matter.
0: Yeah, they do.
1: And that's what's going to get you through any zig or zag in, in your business life and your personal life, yep. those yep. relationships. Because if I didn't have those relationships, I wouldn't have had... The, the gusto to go ahead and say, Yes, I'm going to start my own company.
2: That's right. And
1: that's I'm right. going to be successful with Andrea Past Public Relations. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: And I'm going to have great relationships. And I look at that, and the my first client bought me my first set of business cards. Oh, wow. He wow. was so funny. He says, No, no, no. I have to buy you your first set of business cards. And you know what? I'm still talking about him that's, all these yes, years that's later. That's awesome. And and other people coming out of the woodwork to this day. Mm. There are people that remember me from things I had done in the past that find me on LinkedIn.
2: Yeah, Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Andrew,
1: I don't know if you remember me, but we did this. We did that.
0: Yep. They're going to seek you out because of the, of how you touched them in, in years. You know, that's, you know, that's 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 wonderful. And I, I give you a ton of credit for it must have been such a challenge being a a woman in an industry that was really uh, 99% male and you just knew how confident you were of your abilities and you took a lot of stuff in stride and you ended up where you are now. And I admire you for that. One thing I'm wondering, think about since you can remember, you wanted to go into PR and did it. Do do you, do you think back for when you, the first you can remember of being interested in that, what do you think molded that interest when you were younger? Do you have any idea, any thoughts?
1: You know, you know it's so interesting because I always thought I'd be a journalist, mm-hmm. but I always wanted to make sure that the room was filled. Mm-hmm. And so if you're doing an event, yeah, why would you write about an event if people aren't there? Okay. And I think being the one to help fill the room so to speak Mm, get the interest in the topic share the topic Mm -hmm. reach new touch points and new audiences of course I didn't know what that meant when I was younger right at all but I think that uh, you know the excitement of going down the neighborhood streets in in the shopping district and seeing flyers in the window right about an event And know that you put the flyers there or to write an article for the weekly newspaper Mm -hmm. or to Mm -hmm. see that another media outlet came and covered the event because you called and invited them. Right, right. So I always loved that when I was little, when I was younger. And, you know, it was more like junior high and high school.
0: Well, it is a sense of accomplishment when you know you played a part in in packing the place, right?
1: And, And I never realized it at the time. Right, right. I just wanted everything to be successful. Uh-huh. If I'm working on it, right. I wanted it to be successful. Right. So I think that goal has carried me through my whole life. And even has. now in, in my business and, and my volunteerism, I want anything I work on to be successful.
2: Well, and, you know
0: what? In addition to the relationship piece, tell the audience how Andrea Pass Public Relations has become successful. Tell us about what you're doing now and what do you want the audience to know about?
1: Wow. I mean, I love securing press coverage to increase brand awareness that right. will ultimately drive sales. And I've met the most amazing people from folks I knew forever yeah. ago to current networking. And so, my clients are this eclectic group. (laughs) I'm representing a funeral home. Oh, okay. And I'm representing a high end Upper East Side Manhattan Medi Spa.
0: Wow. I'm representing a family. You know, life and death. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Geez.
1: So, it's very interesting. I'm representing a fintech company.
2: Okay. Wow. I'm
1: representing nonfiction authors
2: mm. and
1: fiction authors. Mm-hmm. I'm representing consumer gadgets. So it's so interesting that I look over these last five years of Andrea past public relations and the differences in the clients I've represented,
2: sure.
1: because I don't want to be bored. I don't want to do the same thing all the time. And so by having these different types of clients, my day is exciting. Oh,
2: it's great. not routine,
1: yes. it's not mundane. It's 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 exciting to know. I mean, last week I did a TV shoot with a client of mine and mm-hmm. I was able to create a panel for this TV interview which is airing in about a week or two and um, really pose the way I wanted the interview to go mm-hmm. by working hand in hand with the producer on things that I needed to happen during that interview for Mm -hmm. it to be successful for my client.
0: Wow, that's fantastic. And
1: and doing that was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And then looking at awaiting a podcast interview for a client to appear or a newspaper magazine, I'm back and forth with a newspaper reporter Mm -hmm. right now, Uh, on a story that we want to run in a certain time period. Mm -hmm. So we have to get some more information so she could finish her story for this daily newspaper. Okay. Again, that will benefit that client. So you look at all of these and I'm like a little kid. (laughs) When the press placement comes out and I know I'm the one that was responsible for that happening for that client. Yeah. And the reader or viewer or listener doesn't know that. No. They don't need to. No, they don't. But The client knows
0: and you know, and I know that's awesome.
1: And that's, what's exciting. I have a client. I met their marketing firm on a networking call. Mm -hmm. I happened to be going to the Philadelphia area a week later. She said, I'll come meet you for coffee. We're sitting and gabbing. And she says, I really need to replace my current PR person. They, they didn't do this. They didn't do that. I Mm -hmm. said, well, you know, I'm not going to bash anyone else. Right. I explained what I do instead of what he didn't do. I'm explaining what I do, how I handle it. Um, Within 24 hours, she removed that person and hired me. Mm -hmm. And the client that she needed me for has gotten a number of interviews. I've provided information. She's so happy. She says, I've been with this other person eight months who did nothing. You're with us three weeks and things are happening. Mm -hmm. And, And so I think when, when you do decide to go out on your own, yeah. don't overload yourself. Right. I work on four to six clients in any given time. That's it.
0: That's manageable for for an yeah, for one.
1: I don't want to hire anyone else. Right. I don't want to be responsible for a staff.
0: I understand all of that. Yep.
2: And, and that's okay.
0: Well, good for I, you I though, to know to know where your um your, your perfect spot is as far as the the number of clients so you want to serve them the way you want to serve them and not, and not compromise any of the, uh, the integrity and, and the pride you have in your work. So I definitely admire you for that. I could talk to you forever, Andrea, we (laughs) got to have, I have two final questions before we let the audience know how they can reach you. So you are sitting down with young Andrea, seven to 10 year old, young Andrea. And you've got some life advice that you want to provide her. What are you going to tell young Andrew, seven to 10 years old about life?
1: I think that I would say relationships change mm-hmm. because when you're that age, you're so worried about who your friends are and who's going to pick you for the team. Mm-hmm. And are you going to be included and invited to the birthday party? Mm-hmm. And for young girls, That's a killer. Mm -hmm. It's the worst when you're left out and the kids are playing on the playground and you weren't invited Mm -hmm. or, you know, there was a sleepover party. And you think that that is the end of the world because you're that age and you think that the people, oh, my God, I'm going to be alone or I'm not going to be included. And relationships change. You will find your people. Mm -hmm. You will find your interest. You don't always have to be picked for the softball team or you may not find the right group of people at the Girl Scouts. Mm -hmm. You'll eventually find your peeps. It just doesn't have to happen when you're in elementary school.
0: That's great advice. Absolutely great advice. All right, so now you're going to put a different hat on and now you're sitting with young Andrea, the entrepreneur or businesswoman and you want to give her before she launches her career, some business advice. What are you going to tell her?
1: Surround yourself with the right people. Mm-hmm. Even when you're a solopreneur like I am with Andrea Pass Public Relations, I needed to make sure I had someone who's my CFO. Mm-hmm. I had to get the right insurance. Mm-hmm. I had to get the right letter of agreement. Mm-hmm. I originally found a letter of agreement that was about six pages long. I lost a client because of it. The client had to have their lawyer review it. It took too long. Then I edited back and forth. He felt he needed to go to a lawyer. And my wording was not the right wording, even though I found this contract online and I cut and pasted. Um, I needed to find the right contract. So that was my mistake. Also realize the things you need to spend money on because we can't do it all ourselves. We need to find that. And I spend money on databases. Mm -hmm. If I don't have my PR databases and newsletters, then I'm missing a chunk of work I could do for my clients. Mm -hmm. Yet, when I started out, I did all these subscriptions to newspapers and magazines. And I realized I didn't need them all because I wasn't reading them. I could find the information on who's covering real estate or who's covering technology or who's covering authors by searching on the website.
0: Right. So surround yourself with the right people who have that information rather than spending it on stuff to do all the work would be the advice you'd give.
1: Yeah. Like make sure do your homework. There you go. Yep. Do your homework. And as I always say, relationships matter.
0: There they go. The mantra, the two words. mantra. Yep. So the audience is going to want to um learn more about you now that they uh they've got the essence of, of Andrea Pass. How can they reach you?
1: Well, make sure you check out my new website, right. AndreaPassPR.com. I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, Andrea Pass Public Relations. I'm on Insta, I'm on Twitter, I'm I'm sort of out there, but The best bet is andreapasspr.com. If you have a business that you think needs PR and who doesn't, you want to be in the press because your competitor is and you're not there, schedule an appointment. Make sure you note in the notes that you heard me on Drew's show. And let's talk.
0: Wonderful. Well, Andrea, I am certainly grateful we're in the same community and, and I can consider you my friend. And I thank you so much for coming on.
1: Thank you so much for having
0: me. Absolutely. Take care, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe and give us a review to help others find it. If you find yourself immersed in adversity and would like to find support from other men in times of struggle, please become a member of my Men Supporting Men Collaboration Tribe by emailing me at drew at profitcompassion.com
2: expressing your interest and I'll get in touch with you speak to you soon